Hello, and welcome to the only podcast of its kind on the internet for the Quantum Grammar Shoot. I'm your host, Colin Jason Heffy Matthew Colin Glass. And in this podcast, I'll talk about a wide variety of topics, which is just me sharing my opinion, mostly through the lens of the wonderful technology known as Correct Sentence Structure Communication Parsing Syntax Grammar, i.e. Quantum Grammar. Thanks for joining me. Hope you enjoy it. In this edition of the podcast, I'm not really going to be focusing on any one thing. I'm just going to kind of freeform on a couple different things. First thing that's uh, fresh in my mind is I, I just got done watching a courtroom, a live courtroom feed of uh, two individuals, male and female, uh, discussing custody and visitation time and divorce and things like that and there was an attorney for i'm not sure which individual there were only four individuals in this zoom courtroom which in and of itself is a joke we got the judge who is a female wearing a black dress and a black mask an attorney and then the male and the female and It's really interesting that the judge, when they got done listening to the female tell her side of the story, all these things about domestic abuse, uh, neglect with regards to children, uh, the guy cheated and got the neighbor's daughter pregnant and things like that, so on and so forth, and that the The guy wasn't following the visitation that they had set up, that he barely sees his kids, and when he sees them, he's very negligent, and the one kid's arm got broke while the father was playing with the kid. So they went on for quite some time, like 10, 15 minutes, listening to uh, the woman, uh, the female. And the female said that the current relationship with the neighbor's daughter that the, the husband was in, that she thinks there's domestic violence there as well. And the judge said, how do you know that? And she said, well, there was a police report filed. And the judge says, did you ever see it? She said, no. And she said, police reports are not admissible because they're very unreliable. Only firsthand knowledge. So just tell me what you've seen. Okay. That's very interesting. Police reports are unreliable. What does that mean? Does that mean that police officers who type the reports are unreliable? That it's their opinion? That someone who is a sworn officer, who's sworn to uphold the laws, rules, regulation, codes, protect, serve, all that stuff, they're held to a higher standard. They're not reliable, but just some Joe Schmo off the street that walks into the courtroom, are they're more reliable? That puzzled me. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm, I'm voicing opinion here, because I'm not. I'm not voicing an opinion on it. 
I'm saying when you think about it logically in the context of the system, because the police are the military arm of the court systems, right? So they're saying that their own people are unreliable. That's hilarious to me. Alert, alert. This is Jason from the future uh, coming in to comment on what you've just heard here. I have just discovered why a police report is non-admissible and considered unreliable. And the reason is this. What a police report is, is basically an officer interviewing someone and that someone relaying a story to the officer. So it's basically hearsay. It's like, it would be like me asking you, hey, what happened yesterday at two o'clock? And then you give me a rundown of what happened at two o'clock and I write it down and it's in my report. And then if someone says, hey, do you have any idea what this and I can show you the report, but that doesn't mean that's what happened. It just means that that's what you told me and I wrote it in a report. So it's not my firsthand knowledge. So a police report is not firsthand knowledge. It's secondhand knowledge. It's the police officer interviewing someone and writing down that individual's story. It's not the police officer witnessing something, witnessing an event. It's a police officer witnessing the recounting of an event by someone else, if that makes sense. So I just wanted to put that in there, put that little correction in there. I actually published this podcast and then later found out what a police report actually was. So now here I am stopping and correcting, putting the information in here. And now I'm going to put you back into the regular scheduled podcast programming. Thank you. But then it also shows the power of firsthand knowledge. And if you take that one step further... For the claimant, sensation of the cognition is with this correct sentence structure, communication, parsing, syntax, grammar. Claim with the facts, with the knowledge by the claimant, period. That type of thing can be very powerful. Very powerful. Even more so than firsthand knowledge. So, to move on, uh, the next thing, when they moved on to the male, they wanted to get the male side of the story. And the judge just says to him, is there anything you have to say? So then he takes a deep breath and he goes, I don't know where to begin. And then the judge just cuts him off and says, listen, I don't want to hear your whole life story. I just want to hear what if you have any comments in relation to what so-and-so just claimed. We have to make this short, succinct, and to the point because I have another trial that's waiting, sitting here waiting as we speak. And so we got to get this over with. Now, if that is not the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard, I don't know what it is. It's, it ranks right up there. Because she's trying to rush this guy because she has a trial waiting. Who the hell schedules her trials? It's not the guy's fault. So you're going to shortchange the guy when you just sat there and listened to the girl for 10, 15 minutes, never rushed her. Never said, let's get this going. She just heard all the stuff, even about the cheating and things like that. And then the guy gets on and she cuts him off right away. And she continued to cut him off. Which, I mean, that just, just goes to show you, this is the way courtrooms are run. And, unfortunately, 
whether anyone likes to admit it or not, there is a definite bias against males and for females in these types of situations. I myself have experienced it firsthand. Whether it's a male judge or a female judge, it does not matter. There's always a bias towards the female. So, um, that's what I got to say about that. I, again, would suggest to anyone listening to this who's interested in quantum grammar and learning it and how to do it, one great uh, source of information is if you go on your local county website or city website or township website and look and see if they have public Zoom courtrooms. I know in my local area they do. It will say Judge So-and-So's live Zoom room or uh, they'll have uh, other ones like mediator courtroom and things like that. But there's at least a dozen of them on my local website. And I subscribe to them on YouTube and I'll pop on there and watch them. And without fail, I always, always see that the demeanor of the quote-unquote judge is just one of just condescension, uh, smugness, and arrogance, really. And you can say, well, look at all the people they deal with all day long. And I'll say to you, that's bullshit. Then they shouldn't have signed up for the job. But we all know, you know, if you've done your research and you know what's going on, why they're wearing the black dress, why they're sitting on the third plane, why there's a yellow fringe flag with a finale behind them, so on and so forth, etc., etc., looking out at the pews, just like in a church, on and on. But we're not going into that right now. I just wanted to share that little bit with you because uh, I get a kick out of watching those things, and I always learn something new as well. Now let's talk about the slap. Yes, I know, I know, everybody's talking about the slap. Everybody's talking about the slap. Can't get away from it. Some people just post things about the slap so that they can get views. And you know what? That is not a bad thing. Because if you're on social media, if you're on YouTube or wherever you are, you're looking, especially if you're a content creator, you're looking to get views. That's the whole freaking point. So anybody who says, I oh, just posted that to get views. Huh, no shit, Sherlock. What, what college degree do you have that you had to figure that out? Did you graduate from kindergarten? Anyways, I'm just being cheeky here. The slap. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at that award show, whatever award show it was. I don't know. I don't watch him. It's kind of forced to watch this, though, because if you look at social media, you're definitely going to see these things. But before I even go into that, I'm going to go into something that happened a little bit before that, but still recently, in that in the Ultimate Fighting Championship, which is an MMA promotion, mixed martial arts promotion, there was a fight between two people who used to be best friends, Jorge Masvidal and Kobe Covington. Now, there was so much heat between these two guys. I mean, they hate each other. They went from loving each other as best friends to hating each other. And 
One is basically a street guy, a street fighter, who is super tough and very good with his hands and his feet. And he knows a little bit of wrestling and submissions and things like that, but he's mostly known as a striker. And then there's Colby Covington, who is not a street person, doesn't come from that scenario, and he's a wrestler. That is his base, wrestling. That's why they worked so well together as friends, trading. You know, Jorge would help him with his striking, and Colby would help Jorge with the wrestling. Now, if anybody know, if, if you know anything about martial arts, or even street fighting or whatever, you get a striker versus a wrestler. The wrestler is going to win 9.9 times out of 10. Just because the, the street fighter has to be able to have accuracy and land one strike to end the fight. If he misses, he has to keep trying. The wrestler only has to land one takedown and it's over. That's it. And takedowns are much easier to get than landing punches to a head because the body is a huge target. And if you just bum rush somebody and do a single or double leg or whatever it is, it's very easy to do, especially against someone who doesn't have that as a base. So long story short, Colby Covington just basically wrestled his way to a decision in the fight. And he beat Masvidal. And then after the fight, he began bad-mouthing Masvidal. Even though the fight was over and he won the fight, he won the decision, he bad-mouthed Masvidal. He called him, I think he called him a deadbeat dad and was just talking about insulting Jorge in that way. And Jorge said publicly, this isn't over. He said, if I see you on the street, it's on. Now, remember what I said at the beginning of this section. I said, Jorge is a street guy. And he has proven that in the past. He has proven that. He will fight someone on site if they disrespect him. And on the streets, I don't know where you come from. Um, I'm not saying I come from the streets, but I'm saying that I know how it works out here. There is no such thing as a sucker punch. There is no such thing as a sucker punch. Anything goes, there are no rules. There's no honor on the street. Nothing. Nothing like that applies in the street. That's why it's best to just stay the hell out of them. But Colby Covington decided to come forward and try and dip his toe in that, in that uh, situation and claiming he was the king of Miami when he's not even from Miami, but Jorge Masvidal is. That's another insult. Well, Jorge ran into him in a restaurant and assaulted him. Knocked his tooth out, knocked him down. Colby Covington ran away from Masvidal and called the cops on Masvidal and his pressing charges, assault charges. Now, Jorge had approached Colby with a mask on and a hoodie. Still, as I said, this does not matter. These are the streets. It's different rules. Yes, Jorge was fully aware of what may happen. He doesn't care. He's from the streets. That's why you always have to be aware of what you're going, getting into and have knowledge of what it is you're doing. Whether it's correct sentence structure or it's on the streets or anywhere. Colby obviously had no idea what he was getting into. He just went into it like a goofball. And he paid for it. But now the person that's going to pay for it the most is Masvidal. But Masvidal already knows what he's, what's going to happen. He, he's already weighed those things. He doesn't care. So he did what he did. So 
it, this is a cautionary tale for those of you who want to use quantum grammar. You better know what you're doing before you get into that arena, before you dip your toe in there. Because what happened to Colby might happen to you. <laughs> Anyways, to move on, fast forward. So, oh, to wrap that up, Jorge got arrested, got put in jail. He's got what I think aggravated assault charges pending on him. Fast forward to Will Smith and Chris Rock. So a week later, Chris Rock at this award show talks about Will Smith's wife, who, whose head is shaved because, I guess, of some illness she has. Whether Chris Rock knows that or doesn't know that, I don't know. I just know that Chris Rock made a, a joke about her being in G.I. Jane 2, which is a movie that starred Demi Moore way back in the day where Demi Moore shaved her head. Because, you know, you shave your head when you go into the military. I don't think that applies anymore, but back then it did. And Will Smith, you can visibly see him laughing at this joke, but his wife is not laughing. And then the next thing you know, Will Smith is walking up on stage and then back. He slaps Chris Rock across the mouth. Now, knowing what I know about martial arts and watching uh, Will Smith's stance and his balance and stuff, the slap was, was real. I mean, he, he really threw the slap. It was so fast. I don't know if it was staged or not, but Chris Rock was, would not, he'd be unable for him to be able to react to it. It was so fast. The thing is, is that Will Smith... At the minute he was throwing the slap, he was pulling away from Chris Rock. So, from what I've seen, Will Smith's fingers made contact with Chris Rock's face. Just the fingers. That's why Chris Rock did not fall down. That's why he quote-unquote no-sold it. Because he just got slapped by the fingers. If Will Smith would have leaned into it and used his palm... Chris Rock would have went spinning and bouncing off the floor. But that didn't happen. And then Will Smith turns and walks away. Now I've heard people say, oh, it's black on black crime and blah, blah, blah. Actually, it is. Because if Will Smith is black and Chris Rock is black, Will Smith just assaulted Chris Rock. Black on black crime. Perfectly illustrated on the biggest stage in the world. And it's an assault. He assaulted Chris Rock. What if he would have punched him? What if he would have had a weapon? I mean, and then the goofiest thing about this whole scenario was I, I saw other actors and actresses hugging Will Smith after this happened. Hugging him. And Will Smith was crying. If this wasn't the most god-awful, weird, surreal, operatic performance I've ever seen, I don't know what is. Just when I think things can't get more ridiculous, well, guess what? Never underestimate things, because they just get more ridiculous and more ridiculous. Who knows what's coming next? We don't. But I guess everybody needed a break from supporting the Ukraine, bad-mouthing Russia, ignoring the, the border crisis, and also ignoring the fact that Neither the quote-unquote president or quote-unquote vice president of the past tense United States, neither one of them 
can actually form a coherent thought. So, I mean, it's, they really got to put some distraction on there to uh, keep everybody occupied and give them something to argue about at the water cooler. And this slap, they're really getting a lot of mileage out of it. I wonder if uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith got bonus of the night for the, you know, for the big distraction bonus. Uh, just to explain something I said in my last, in the last section of the podcast, where I talked about the distraction bonus. What I mean by that is like, in the UFC, uh, particularly, they usually give out bonuses, like for knockout of the night, submission of the night, or or fight of the night. They get a bonus. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Will Smith and, and Chris Rock got bonuses for distraction of the night. So just to explain that. What else is there to talk about? Okay, this Ukraine situation. Um, really, I don't really have too much to say about it because I don't know too much about it. I'm not over there. I can't see what's going on. What I can see is what Joe Biden is saying. And I can see what Vladimir Putin is saying. And from my experience using logic and using a discerning and critical eye, the lens of critique, critical thinking, discernment, looking at what seems more probable and what doesn't. I, Putin speaks straight up uh, basic reality of what's going on and what he thinks of the U.S. and NATO and everything. And from what, what I'm hearing, he's dead on uh, <laughs> about everything. And then when you listen to Biden, I mean, I can't really understand what the hell the guy's saying at any point, any given point in time. So I kind of got to have to listen to interpretations of what he's saying. And given his background in Hunter Biden and the laptop and the, the payoffs and all this crap, I'm with Gregory Manorino when... Gregory says that it's all about arms deals and things like that. There's no doubt about it. That's what it's about. There's no doubt about it. It's all, and really, this is just common sense. Whether it's Putin, Biden, whoever it is, Queen Elizabeth, I don't care who it is. It all comes down to money, to value, to wealth. Follow the money. That is what it's about, economy. What do we have now worldwide? We have what's called a debt market. Yes, there's a stock market, but what drives the stock market? The debt market. Why do people have a credit score? Well, a credit score, you have a better credit score the more debts you have, because it's a debt market. It's a twisted, sick thing that has been allowed to happen that people are more than happy to participate with. When you don't have debt, you probably don't have a good credit score. How does that even make any sense? Because isn't it a good thing not to owe anybody anything? 
not in this economy. And then what happens when the bottom drops out and your debit card doesn't work anymore? When it's declined, what happens then? And that's, you know, on a side note, why some people have begin, uh, begun investing in tangible assets like real estate, gold, silver, platinum, palladium, and even crypto. To, uh, you know, what, what, what does Gregory say they are? They're anti-debt instruments in that they're going to hold their value no matter what. And when the, if the dollar crashes and goes away, these things will still hold value. So that's my little dissertation on the market and, and econ economics. I highly recommend Gregory Manorino and TradersChoice.net, I think it is, uh, for more information about that. But that's what I think it's about. I think the whole Ukraine thing is just about money and the economy. Because, I mean, they milked out the, the COVID thing for as long as they could. And they're still trying to milk it out a little bit further. Uh, so, but they needed something new to keep the borrowing cash into existence, I guess. And... As far as the COVID thing goes, I guess they're promoting new shots and things like that. They got like, a, what, a, what is it? A four, I don't even know how many shots, but I guess it's something like a fourth shot. And then they have a fifth shot already in the works. Uh, for those of you who, who like to get jabbed and things like that, it's completely ludicrous to me, the mentality behind that. How, how anyone would even begin to think, to trust a business, and by business, I mean pharmaceutical industry, a business with a vested interest in your illness and your children's illness. So if they introduced experimental, I mean, just theoretically, theoretically, what if a business that was in the medical industry introduced experimental jabs that could alter people's molecular structure in a hereditary fashion so that they and their descendants just continue to be ill and continue to go to the doctor and get this medication and that medication and continue to feed the pharmaceutical industry for generations and generations. It's a, like a secure thing. And it doesn't matter because people aren't going to stop breeding. So there's always going to be new sick humans to participate with the doctors and things like that. Seriously, if, if doctors really cared about uh, their fellow mankind, why would they give them poison? Why wouldn't they offer diet, exercise? Why wouldn't they learn about medicinal plants, things that you can grow in your own backyard and things like that? Why wouldn't they? They know that the food's being pumped full of poison. I mean, what is it someone told me that if you want to get the nutritional value that an orange had back in the 1920s, you'd have to eat like eight oranges today to get that same nutritional value because it's been so poisoned with pesticides and whatever and and. and uh, what's that thing, and genetically modified materials, that there's barely any nutritional value. And so we are all kept at a level of 
barely getting by with our energy levels are low, our mental capacities are low, getting sick all the time. Oh, well, you need more of this. You need to get jabbed with this and you need to pop this pill and whatever else. It's really a ludicrous situation. And people say, well, we don't, we don't want to die. We want to keep everything going. We want to... Seriously, why though? Why, why would you want this to keep going? Wouldn't it be a good thing if everything just crashed and blew up and we could just start over from scratch? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, people say, well, you need law and order and you need a government and a court system. And <clears throat> really, you really think so? Have you ever tried it without it? No, because this is all you know. This is all you know. And of course, the system is going to keep you afraid of the alternative. Oh, you don't want chaos. How do you know you don't want it? And I don't think it would be chaos anyways. It's just every man and woman would be accountable for themselves. And you would obviously band together with like-minded people and form groups and communities. and Just like we did way back when. And then probably eventually we would end up back in this same place and then the same thing would happen and boom, everything would blow up and we'll start over again because it's all a cycle. What did Bill Hicks say? It's all just a ride. So have fun with it. Although I know it's not fun for some people. Um, It's definitely all learning experience. And if during that learning experience you're interested in correct sentence structure, communication, parsing, syntax, grammar, you can shoot me an email at jasonmatthewg17 at gmail.com and uh, apply for a confidential 60-minute workshop if you choose. If not, you can check out my YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash jasonmatthewglass. Over 300 videos over there, and you can learn correct sentence structure there. And also check out my other channel, Coral Blade Grotto, which has some cool things on it, not necessarily correct sentence structure related. Thanks for listening.